Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. In your hearing, and I'm going to preach to the grandparents um, for, for you. And, uh, and, and the mothers, and uh, amen, because this is Grandparents Day. This is a special day. You are privileged this morning if you have grandparents. You're privileged if you still got your grandparents, and you're really privileged if you still got your great-grandparents. You're blessed. And uh, mine's long gone, father and mother gone, but I thank God that God's still real in the midst of all of it. Second Timothy chapter number 1, I want to read two verses Verse number 5 and 6. Timothy talk, Paul talking to Timothy here as a beloved son. I call to remembrance the unfeigned, everybody said unfeigned, faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance. Notice he brings that out twice. Both, both verses he brings that out. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Everybody said amen. Oh God, I pray this morning right now that you would move in this place. Lord, I need you this morning. I need the Holy Ghost to flow in this place. I need you, Lord, to captivate minds and spirits and bring them together, God, for the good of your kingdom. Lord, I need an anointing upon these lips of clay, realizing, God, my nothingless this morning, my inabilities, yet knowing, God, that you're able to move through me and you're able to speak to hearts and souls this morning, God. Lord, I'm praying it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen, and you can be seated. If I could this morning, I'd like to minister to you on this subject. The remembrance of unfeigned faith. The remembrance of unfeigned faith. I'm so glad this morning that I've got all my children here. It just kind of come to me that all of my children's here this morning. I'm blessed. Thank God for my children. Amen. Praise the Lord. Paul here admonishes Timothy as a son to take a look behind him of a grandmother named Lois and a mother named Eunice who made it through similar times and kept the faith. And that's important. When it says and kept the faith, when I say that I'm meaning also they were faithful. Amen. God is searching for people today that are faithful. It seems that in our text this morning that possibly Paul is a little worried about Timothy. Paul is in the jail. He is imprisoned and waiting his death, really. And uh, he is seemingly in his spirit is worried a little about young Timothy. 
knowing that he had a good upbringing, knowing that he had a grandmother and a mother that loved him and brought him upright. Yet he speaks of unfeigned faith that was in his grandmother and his mother, and he said, I believe in thee also. He's, he's trying to put a positive context upon Timothy that I believe you're faithful to, Timothy. But yet in the midst of that, you feel a little bit of worriedness in his voice. Because unfeigned faith in the Greek means sincere faith without hypocrisy. It has a connotation to it, meaning to even stay faithful under inferior and adverse conditions. It goes beyond just saying that I have faith, but your faith is proven when you're faithful. Glory. Faith is proven when you're faithful. Inferior, inferior conditions is where conditions aren't right. When things or the odds are against you, anybody been there lately? When the odds are against you, it's hard to hold to unfeigned faith. But I believe that God has given us the power and the authority in the name of Jesus that we can endure things and still hold on to faith, Brother Terry. The dictionary says unfeigned faith means genuine or feeling or expression. It's something that you can feel. It's something that you express outwardly. It's something that can be seen by other people that know you, that they'll say, that person is faithful. That person has faith. It's of the origin or the true stock. It's the right thing. It's the true thing. There is no doubting it. It's not counterfeit. It's not hypocritical, but it's true. It's by authorship as claimed, if I can say it. It's being exactly as appearance or as claimed. You can see it. You can feel it. You know it. It's not shaken by those conditions that would lead you to believe otherwise. Faith stands in the presence of all adversity, and it stays faithful. God, we need faithful people this morning. Hallelujah. Our text does not mention Timothy's father or his grandfather. It seems his father was an unbeliever because we find out in Acts 1 or Acts 16 and verse number 1 that it is bared out in Scripture I'm not going there, I'm just a reference so you know where it's at. You know I'm stealing the word. But the Bible said, but his father was a Greek. So we know that he was in, in Bible times considered as a heathen because he was not Jewish, had a Jewish mother and a Greek father. Amen. Scripture bears out that he was a Greek. So we know that he was not a believer. Amen. Hallelujah. His mother Eunice means her word, even her very name means victorious. Glory. Oh, would you not like to have a name that meant victorious, but that name to really carry out what your name says? She is faithful. 
In all situations, she was faithful and she stood good to the test that was handed her. Lois and Eunice were Jewish, but Timothy's father was not. Jewishism was transmitted through the mother in that day and not the father. Understand what I'm saying. Because the mother was the teacher of the children. She was the one that stayed at home. You know, the enemy has made it in our day where the mother and father both have to work and the kids are in the hands of somebody else. Come on. This is the way that time has made it in our day today. But it wasn't so back then. The mother was a teacher of the children. And evidently, the grandmother was at times there. And she taught Timothy. He had good teaching up through the years. They began to teach, amen, Timothy, word of God. He knew the word of God. It had been transmitted to him through his grandmother and his mother. Thank God for grandparents that will transmit truth to their children and their grandchildren. Somebody's got to carry it on. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, it's not just Sunday school teachers and ministers that do that. It really starts, I'm going to tell you. We can teach it and preach it here, but unless it's done something about at home, it's probably not going to go real far. There is a few that make it through there, and they still become faithful, even though mom and, and, uh, and, and father and grandfather and grandmother is not living for God. There is a few that makes it through there, but the, it's a whole lot better when grandparents are pushing the children and the grandchildren, saying, hey, come on, you can make it. Come on, our children today needs encouragement that they can make it through this world. They don't have to live ungodly. They can live a godly life and still make it and be faithful. Somebody say faithfulness. Glory. Hallelujah. As a child, the mother and the grandmother influenced Timothy while the father and maybe the grandfather was out in the fields, there was a mom and a grandmother that was teaching them. I began to think that, you know, there is instances where the children and the grandchildren teach the parents and teach the grandparents. From what they have seen and what they have heard, you know, they, you know, I know some in here that uh, they like to pray for Mamaw and Papa. You know, I know them personally, so I, I know it happens, you know. And, and some of them, and else you just fall out on the floor, you might as well just, they're going to push you out. Because you're supposed to fall. Amen. Come on. I'm talking about things that they had seen and heard. Amen. Timothy had seen these things. He had heard them. Amen. And it began to stir Paul. He thought, you know, he needs to stir up this thing that he's seen and he's heard. In Romans chapter 8, 37 through 39, says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Ha, ha, ha. That neither death, come on, Paul said, nothing's going to stop me. Neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Glory. Let me tell you, there is not enough devils in hell to keep you from living for God if you've really got a made-up mind that I'm going to do it in. What I'm saying is you don't have to have a saved mother or grandmother or grandfather or grandmother. I'm telling you, church, if you really want to live for God, there is not enough things on this earth to separate you from the love of God. His love flows through the troubles, through the trials, through the heartaches, through the sickness. It's still flowing and faithfulness is still there. I'm going to use the for instance. Charles, I remember your sister Betty that used to sit on these pews. Her and I were baptized at the same time. Wabash River. Sister Betty, a dear old saint that's went on to be with the Lord. That She had unfeigned love, faith unfeigned faith it was unshakable in her latter, latter portion of her life she was very sickly had a lot of problems but you would have never known it you know why she didn't complain of those problems she sought God in fact I remember at the first church son when we took the altar out of the first church it began to turn it into a parsonage they began to part that altar and saw it in pieces. And Sister Betty was the first to come and say, I want a piece of that altar. The truth is, she had been a piece of that altar all of her life. She had prayed for her family, her kids, her grandkids. She had placed them all on the altar and she began to pray for them. But she'd done something special. She took that altar home with her. And she would put the names of those who she was praying on that altar. And she would pray those names were already on the altar. Come on, church. I'm talking of unfeigned faith that said, one of these days, my family's going to come in. One of these days, my children and grandchildren are going to get a hold of this thing. I'm going to pray until it happens. My mama prayed those prayers, Brother Fred. Mama prayed for you and me and Gene. And he prayed for our families. Sister Jewel. Sister Linda. Your mama was a faithful person that prayed. She sought God and every time she come to church, she would request prayer for her family that they would be saved. And, and, and every time she did, there was tears rolling down her face. Y'all remember that? She was a lady of, of tears. Amen. The tears would always flow, but those tears meant something. Because with all of her heart, she was giving that request unto the Lord that, God, you will save my children. And because of my mama and sister Jewel, there are some people that are sitting in this house that God poured out anointing and salvation upon because of a mother and a grandmother's tears and unfaithful 
faithful love, unfeigned love, unfeigned love, unfeigned faith. Everybody said faithful. Glory. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I can make it. If my mama could make it, you can make it. My mother had the, had the awesome responsibility as a child. Grandma died early on, early in age. And my mama, who was seven kids, my mama left school and she raised the rest of the kids. So mama didn't get an education. She couldn't read. She could write her own name. And that was about it. I'm going to tell you, she knew more. She knew more Bible than most people that read every day. She could quote you scriptures. There was a daddy that used to sit down. And he would read scripture to her through the daytime. Because he was a great reader and studier of the Bible. He loved the word of God. And, and he would read. He'd read to her. He'd, he'd see something say, honey, this is good. And he'd start reading. Y'all know how it is. He'd say, this is good. Because if you've got one of his Bibles. and You know, if you've ever read or opened one of them. He's got little words that, this is good. This is good. This, I don't know why he didn't just write it on every page. Because it's all good to daddy. Everybody, ever list, you know. Come on. But he was faithful and mama was faithful. And he passed that faithfulness on down to the kids. Sister Jewel was faithful. We're not even going to look at the front part of her life. But I'm telling you, at the end of her life, she was faithful. She became a child of God, blood bought, and mercy sought. And because of that faithfulness, some of you are sitting in this house under the sound of my voice because of a grandma and a mom. I got to stir up your thinking some way this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, the more you get with me in the preaching, the shorter this is going to be. But the more you sit there like a knot on the log, the longer it's going to get. Glory. Glory. See, I have got the microphone. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us, everybody said that means me, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no victory only through Him. Come on. It's only through His power that you can live for God. In the place you work, the place you live, Brother Pat, it's only through God that you can do that. But you can have unfeigned faith. By the power and the Holy Ghost. Come on. The word of God does not lie. You can make it. Come on church. You can make it. There are some that's sitting under the sound of my voice. That you have failed a few times. I'm going to tell you. We've all failed a few times. We've all failed. And we've come short of the glory of God. But I want to tell you this morning. Without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. That you can make it. You can live for God. You can live right. You can be victorious through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. My son, 
third generation Pentecostal on both sides fourth side fourth on moms they're blessed you are blessed mamon papo that knew God on both sides both serve God come on now I'm talking about grandparents Thank God it wasn't just Lois and Eunice in our family. But it was Junior and Irene and it was Theophilus and Emma or Helen. Come on. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It was a mamma and a papa and it was a mother and a father. We're blessed if our family knows God. We're blessed if we got somebody to help us along the way and encourage us. Come on. We're blessed. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, I can almost feel Grandma pushing. Brother Terry, come on, son. You can make it. Come on. Sister Jewel, Sister McGee, come on. You can make it. Don't, don't, don't give up, son. Come on. I, I, I've got unfeigned faith, and, and I believe it's in you too, son. I believe you can make it. If I can make it, you can make it. We need to encourage one another in the Lord. You can make it, church. Unfeigned, the remembrance of unfeigned faith. The remembrance. I got to bring your remembrance back. If I can somehow grab a hold of your mind this morning. Hallelujah. Paul is urging Timothy if grandma and mother can make it, so can you. Glory. But he said, Timothy, what you're going to have to do is to stir up the gift that's within you. <laughs> In other words, Timothy, stir up the fire and put fresh coals on it. Come on. Build the fire. The passage even really speaks of stirring up smoldering embers into a flaming fire. You ever had to do that? You that's ever had a fireplace or a coal stove or whatever did when I was growing up did when we was married sister McGee and I was raising our children we had a wood stove you know and uh, had a coal stove and wood stove before we'd we had the other night we'd uh, we'd put in some coal in there because it would burn longer than the wood and 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 the next morning you'd get up and you'd look and 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 you'd think well is there anything in there and you start stirring around and there's some coals embers in there that are glowing and, and what you done was you put some fuel on it you know back in those days they had the billows and they got out the billows and they began to they give it, give it that. They would fan the fire to make it. But you know, a, a, a fire that's got some, some blowing on it will burn a lot more. It'll, it'll get that thing a burning. Paul, oh, brother Paul, he was speaking to his son Timothy. He said, Timothy, you need to get out the billows and you need to pump this thing. You need, to, come on, you don't need to just have embers of fire. Honey, you need to be a flaming fire. If you're going to win your grandchildren and your children, and if they're going to serve God, You've got to get the fire burning in your own life. Glory. Hallelujah. 
you need to you need to stir up those smoldering embers into a living fire it needs to be alive you need to keep it white hot come on come on church Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take a little easier for a while. Because I want you to know something. We heard something over the weekend that stirred my heart. And I just feel, I just feel like it's the right time to bring it. A minister made this statement. And I thought it's so true. He said, some people come to church and could sit on the pew and enjoy service. Without putting anything in. They enjoy it, but they don't do nothing. There's no without any response, he said. They can come and enjoy service and sit on the few without any response. I want to remind you this morning that we can flat have church if you'll respond. Because I'm not just preaching anything. This is the word of God. It's not. It may be me speaking, but it's not my words. It's the word of God that's in this book that's going to stir you up. Come on. It's not going to be the, the, the bishop that's going to stir you, but it's the word that I preach that's going to stir you. Come on, grandparents and parents. We need a stir in this house. I need to respond because this is the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Paul employs the metaphor of fire that is feeble. In other words, it's, it was on a chorus of being gradually extinguished. Because it don't happen overnight, honey. It takes time. He said, Timothy, if you don't stir this thing up, It's going to go out. Man, when we found those coals in that stove, I'd throw wood on it. Come on. Put some more fuel on the fire so it could become a living flame. Paul said, come on, Timothy. Stir up that gift that's within you. Hallelujah. It's gradually going to be extinguished if, if there's not strength added. By blowing up on it, by supplying it with new fuel. Come on. I'm gonna we're living in a day that we can't afford to miss church because every time we do, the fire becomes lesser and lesser until all it is left is embrance. Hallelujah. Let me just go back to let me go to Second Timothy chapter three. Verse 14, 15. I'm hurrying along. But continue thou in the things which thou hast. Listen to this. Here we go. If we're finding out, Timothy, what's what going on in his early life. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou learnst them. And from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. He said, Lois and Eunice taught you, Timothy. You have both 
been taught scripture, you have learned it, you have heard it, you know it. Let me tell you, the faith of one parent can make a difference in a child. The, one, the faith of one parent, the Bible teaches, sanctifies the family. 1 Corinthians 7, 14, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were children unclean, but now they are holy. Thank God for Eunice and Lois. Because of their prayers, their family was sanctified. Because of their prayers, there was a Timothy, Sister Nancy, to preach the gospel. There was a son that came up that grabbed hold of the word of God and he began to teach it to others. Thank God that there was something in Timothy to even stir. There needs to be a stir in us this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. Paul calls Timothy... To remembrance. He calls him to remember back to the faith of his mother and grandmother. To give him an incentive to stir up his faith. Once in a while, you've got to take a back, a look to the back. Sometimes, Brother Terry, I've got to look back at Mama and Dad. And Brother Fred, I got I to look back at mom and dad when there was not a lot of money to go around. We didn't have a lot. That there was always food on the table. That God always made the way in the midst of where there didn't seem to be money or anything. God made the way. Come on. Father-in-law telling story. I remember one story real well. My wife could probably tell it better than me, but remember a time when he was laid off. He was a driller and he was an oil field worker. And it was a time when, when money, when, when there was no jobs and it was dead winter. The money had run out at home. Didn't know how he was going to keep his kids warm. There was no coal. The coal had run out. And lo and behold, they don't know where it come from. Even to this day, he don't know where it come from. But there was a big truck that drove up in the yard and dumped a truckload of coal and took off. I'm talking this morning, parents and grandparents, of unfeigned love, unfeigned faith. That if you love God with an unfeigned love, He'll give you unfeigned faith to hold on in the hard times and the bad times. When you think you can't make it, the faith will carry you through and you will be able to make it. Glory. I wish it were... That's when my children were small. I wish the church was in our day a little bit like our home was then. I remember the wood stove we had. It loaded from the end, from the end and it was long. 
the blower on it, had a jacket on it. You know, looked like a piece of furniture, but boy, that baby put out the heat. And I can tell on my daughter because she's here this morning, so I will. She's not here ever. But I remember Rebecca, she was always one of those that she loved that heat. And she's one of the only ones that I knew that could do that, but she would, she would actually sit on that thing until Daddy really heated it up. But, you know, it's sitting there just purring like a kitten. She sat on that thing to warm up. She loved it. That was a special place. Later on in years when we didn't have that, she would get her a blanket and cover a, one of the vents and sit on it. Still does it, in fact. You know why? It's because she had unfeigned love, that unfeigned faith that when she sat on that thing, she was going to get warm. And now, even now, where she can put the blanket over that and wrap that around her, that she knows she's going to get warm. Come on. I would to God that it was that way in church that people that were cold would step through the doors just to warm up. I, pr oh, I pray to God that in this apostolic church in Mount Carmel, Illinois, that we can get the fire going big enough, Brother Terry, that people that are cold on the outside spiritually can come into this house and when they come through the doors, they feel the warmth and they feel welcome at home because of some unfeigned love that's been loosed in this church. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to close. I know you said, well, you already said that once. Give me five more minutes. If I don't work, I'll take ten. The old song says this. And many of you will remember this. Brother Terry Hill, you'll remember it. Brother Freddie, you'll remember it. Used to be this old song we'd sing. Fun, you'll remember it. If daddy don't go, I'll journey on. If mama don't go, I'll journey on. If grandpa don't go, I'm going to journey on. If grandma don't go, I'm going to journey on. That song is really unveiling what Paul was preaching to Timothy. That my unfeigned faith is going to carry me through. No matter whether you go or whether you don't, I'm going. A young lady that Sister Paul has been ministering to, a young, young of a man, really, at, the, at, at her job, he's got a family, been witnessing to him. He's kind of fell out of church. His family's kind of fell out of church. And nobody's going to church and she kept encouraging him the need to go to church well the other day I guess his daughter which is I don't know a teenager come in and she was all dressed up and looked nice and, and my daughter met her and she said she found has got introduced to her and so of course sister Paula can talk to a stump She's, she's got a way about her. She, if you, she don't know you, you'll know her in a little bit because she's going to make sure. I don't know who she took that after. Probably Sister McGee.
She began to tell that daughter how proud she was because she found out that the daughter, in the midst of all this, nobody was going to church. And all at once, a Sunday morning ago, the daughter decided she's going to church, and she went to church. Paul said, man, I'm proud of you. You keep on going. Whether the mom and dad goes, whether your brother goes, you go to church. She said, I've done decided. If they're not going to go, I'm going. Come on, church. We need some unfeigned love passed down to our kids and grandkids. The hardest time to live for God. Yet you can make it. Glory. Glory. I'll journey on no matter. We must get this heart in our heart to stay. Come on. Just because daddy's headed for hell don't mean you have to go with him. Come on. Just because grandparents and parents aren't living for God don't mean you, you don't need to live for God. What are you thinking about? Are you going to win them? Or are you going to join? That's the question this morning that I want to leave with you. Are you going to bring into remembrance the unfeigned faith? And grab a hold of that faith and decide I'm going to live for God no matter what? Or are you going to go the way of the status quo that says I can't make it, I can't live for God? I can't live like you all live. I'm here. Yes, you can. Parents, grandparents, I encourage you if you don't if you don't have faith, if you don't know God, that you can have. I pray that before it's over. That if you've got a grandchild that knows God. A child that knows God. That before long you'll know God also. We need more Landons. And church that will tell his teacher. When she asked, do you go to church? He says, sure, I go to church. I go to the best church in town. A child shall lead them. Come on, church. If we, there is more faith in that boy than mom and dad can even realize. They don't even know where it came from. It's, it's an unfeigned faith that's built up. You, it started in the mom and the dad. And at times they look and say, why me? I'm telling you, God has used this family's faith. He may be testing yours right now. But I want you to know that you can make it. I'm closing this morning. I'm closing this morning. Could we stand? I would not like to ever close service without 
leaving the altar open. Because this morning, if there's somebody in our midst that don't have that faith, I want to give an open door to you that you can have that faith. It's not far-reaching that you cannot reach it. All you got to do is invite it, and it'll be there. Hallelujah. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.